because this is a really interesting concept that not enough people talk about. When you are creating a live piece of content, when you're streaming live, or you know you have like a really tight deadline, so you can't really mm -hmm. mess up a lot, your brain activates in such a different way than when you know you're creating content that's recorded. You mess up so much more. Welcome back to another episode of On My Pod. Thanks for tuning in again. I am 50% of your hosts, Justin J. Moore, and the other 50% is my fiance, Celine Albertini. Today's episode is a repeat guest, our first repeat guest, who we're bringing back onto the show, Anna Javier. Hope I'm saying that last name right. We just learned how to say it correctly, and I might have butchered it. But she's the founder of The Podcast Space. Originally from Portugal, Anna created her first podcast back in 2008 while completing her Bachelor's of Science in Communications and Journalism from the University of Oporto. After almost a decade of experience in podcasting, broadcasting, and digital marketing in Portugal and London, UK, Anna moved to Dallas, Texas in 2016. As a skilled podcast producer and strategist, Anna saw the opportunity to help entrepreneurs get their message across and also to create a more meaningful impact in the world. In January 2020, she founded The Podcast Space, an online podcast consulting agency where she works with female entrepreneurs who support the betterment of others and their communities. Along the way, she mentors them to make a greater positive impact on their audience, as well as to become better hosts. Anna has helped professionals and entrepreneurs all over the world improve their podcasts, double their listenership, and stand out like a true leader in their industry. Anna's superpower is the ability to help clients identify a podcast idea that accelerates their business or professional goals, establishes trust with their ideal customer, and avoids content creator overwhelm. Her weekly show, The Podcast Space, is a must-follow in 2023. So what are you going to get from this episode? We tried to keep it focused mostly on LinkedIn, but we ended up talking a lot about the importance of creating personalized content, like showing your personal life in your content as a business owner. So this episode will be useful for learning how to post more personal content and where to post it and getting over the hump of like having the confidence to show yourself in that way. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. And as always, if you do and you found it valuable, please don't keep it all to yourself. Share it with somebody else. Thanks. Enjoy. Okay, Anna, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, I should say. How are you? I'm good. Well, thank you for having me. I just, it's always a delight to talk to you guys and, and to, to kind of like shine a light on something new for your audience as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like some interviews can be a little bit like nerve wracking and like, you're kind of like, feel like you're like a little on edge to like make everything go right. But I feel like our last interview and even just hopping on the call now and having our little pre-chat, it's just like very like chill, like very relaxed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. again, yeah, now I we think... know each other. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. That's one of the benefits of like bringing in a guest. You're like, you just already flow. It's easy. Exactly. Yeah. And we were just saying like, we should have recorded our whole pre-chat. We talked for like five minutes um, about what we were going to focus on. And originally we were talking about... Uh, a surge in downloads that Anna had on her podcast. Um, and that got us talking about like bots, download bots and uh, AI downloading episodes and stuff. So we thought that uh, down the road, we bring Anna on again, because we're all doing the same thing. So like, it just makes sense. Um, but, but uh, we decided that we're actually going to talk about something that we've never talked about before, because we did talk about uh, the download bots at one point, I think on episode 15, we're just going to chat about, mm -hmm about LinkedIn and our audience, I think is a good mix between uh, coaches who are podcasters, like independent podcasters, and then just independent podcasters in general. 
I think that this episode is particularly useful to coaches because uh, LinkedIn is obviously a place where a lot of those people hang out. But even just with independent podcasters, like maybe I really don't know a lot about LinkedIn, but I know that there's there's certain groups that people share their shows in. There's um, well, it's it's a platform, I guess, for more professional interactions. So, mm-hmm. um, but Anna is actually the expert here. She's done a a lot on LinkedIn. I'm constantly seeing her stuff pop up. Her content's very like recognizable with that yellow color, and um, so. Yeah, I f- first of all, like tell us about a bit about how how it is with you, how uh, your your sabbatical was and everything like that and then we can hop into the the juicy LinkedIn stuff. Sure. Yes. Okay. So, well, thank you for your kind comments. I always try to make my content very approachable and understandable by people who are just starting in the podcast world, but also for people like you who are peers and I always try to to take it a an approach that is like understandable on both sides because when you know so much at some point it's really hard to explain your stuff like you know if i to a five-year-old or something like that so that's actually the approach that i i try to take whenever i create any type of content mm-hmm. um and so it's it's interesting because i went on a sabbatical for a month and uh i was like okay i really need i was i felt like i had i had been saying that i was burned out since the beginning of the year which is a little ridiculous, but I was like, I really feel like I need to take a break. So I prepared um, what uh, became like a Summer Spark series, which was just audio-only episodes to help my audience while they were in during August, like preparing for their like last quarter of the year and stuff like that, just to get, you know, their juices flowing and just bringing awareness. So stuff that for me is super easy to talk about and it wouldn't create as much, you know, workload for me as I prepared to leave and had to create not only the, the content for for their week, but five weeks worth of content. And so um, something that I that I thought was really interesting was the amount of time that I could create content, like literally the same week I was able to create five podcast episodes, write show notes, write, uh, create the cover art, schedule everything, schedule my newsletters. I was just like, this is great. Like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, because my podcast is video, I had forgotten how much of a like the level of complexity that creating a video podcast takes. And I was like, oh, I really miss creating just audio content. It's just easier because you don't need to worry about like, for instance, right now, if you're watching this on a video, my camera is going on and off because I I have like the light is changing constantly. We have an overcast day. I did not plan for that. So even though I have a light, I'm just like looking at like this, the screen is just thinking, darn, I should have closed the, the windows. But when you're doing an audio podcast, you don't care about None it. Oh my god! Yeah, of course. Isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, just I was just such... getting ready before this. I was like putting on makeup and like yeah, fixing my hair because like and... I looked rough in a few episodes <laughs> here. Like if you were on YouTube and looking back, like a few episodes were really rough. I was like, oh no, I cannot look like this. Like even for the content, the yeah. reels that we create from the episodes, like I was like, I cannot share this. Like look at me. I, I just love <laughs> having the 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 help with the content from the from the show that's like the main reason it's not it's not for youtube really for me i i'm not Mm -hmm. i i could kind of take youtube or or leave it um to be totally honest for us personally Mm -hmm. but it's it's it really helps for the for the content on the content side especially having graphic designers now and video editors who are like incredibly good at what they do 
because I think that just a clip from a podcast with subtitles, I even think that that is sort of becoming not enough now. And now you you even, t- mm-hmm. for at least for what I want to put out, you even need to have like the next thing, which is some supporting stock videos that really mm-hmm. fit and maybe a bit of music and a bit of, you know, and, and so um, I would love to just record audio. I agree. Like just even just like sitting down yourself in front of the mic and just talking, it's just very, it's it, depending on the type of person you are, I think it's just very enjoyable. True, because it's just you and the microphone. It's funny enough because um, I remember when, you know, forever ago when I was a radio host and I remember, because this is a really interesting concept that not enough people talk about. When you are creating a live piece of content, when you're streaming live or you know you have like a really tight deadline so you can't really mm-hmm. mess up a lot, your brain activates in such a different way than when you know you're creating content that's recorded. You mess up so much more. I messed up so much more when I was creating audio-only content because, you know, yeah. I was like, all right, rock and roll, let's say, okay. And I, <laughs> like, kind of in a way got a little, like, re- too relaxed and I kept messing up. And I was like, this is absolutely not saving me that much time because for some reason I just keep going back and forth. I was like, ah, tongue tongue like stuck and i was like oh gosh so you know like there's so much to be said about like to be in the zone and sometimes doing a video podcast gets you more in the zone because you're like oh this if i mess up the cuts are gonna be crazy and so it it, like in a way you know sometimes you're like oh it's gonna be easier on audio and then you realize you're like well did i really save that much more time so and to then, your point. Double-edged sword. And and not right. just that. Like, if you need the content, then you still have to record the content. Like, the 100%. video content. Yeah. And I'm honestly, like, if I think... I was just looking at someone. I don't remember who it was. And I was, like, thinking, wow. Like, they have an audio-only podcast, record all their content... Separately. On the side, separately. Still do the same form of content, like the captioned reels that a podcast would give you. And I'm like... Dude, you're like you're wasting your time here. Yeah, you're doubling your workload for you're doubling. doubling. Up. Yeah. yeah. So even though it's like sometimes a bit annoying to do the video, like it's honestly it probably still saves you time. Like I would say it still saves you time, especially yeah, if you can outsource. If you can outsource the video editing. And yeah, the I I completely editing, I completely agree with then, that. And and to pivot to the LinkedIn stuff, yes. we have found. Honestly, we have found some like sort of surprising success with just our just putting our weekly newsletter on LinkedIn. Um, like nice. I think we have like seventy people on it or something, which is like yeah. I mean, it's not it's not it's bad, not huge, but it's, it, yeah, it's just, just not, it's not it's not amazing. But but I haven't like I haven't uh, done any kind of uh, like lead getting for that or or tried to like get uh, encourage signups. Really, I just I, we've just been putting it out. And yeah, that's been a, that's been something cool that we've done. And we've pretty much just used AI to turn our podcast into a newsletter. And then obviously done, we we do edits as well on that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, but that's been great for us. So that's one thing that our podcast has, um, has helped us with on LinkedIn. But how do you approach LinkedIn j- just in general? Like how much of your podcast takes care of your LinkedIn posts for you? How much are you spending other than that? Like, what's your approach to LinkedIn in general? Okay, so that's a great one. By the way, congratulations. That's awesome. 70 people with just kind of repurposing content is great. I'd say 
one of the things, and, and let me just tie it in with something that happened during my sabbatical. So one of the things that I wanted to test was the post and ghost method, which is you go on a platform, just schedule the content there. You don't really engage. And then all you do is just pumping content out. For the oh. majority of platforms, if you don't normally really engage, what happens is that the platform is going to deprioritize your content because you're not engaging with other people and people, especially like if you're doing the bare minimum, you're going to get bare minimum results, right? In right. a way. Um, and so what I think it's important to understand is when you're creating content, you have to look at like, what is the purpose of being on the social media platform? But LinkedIn, it works differently, actually, mm -hmm. than most platforms. I scheduled all of the content on Instagram, my reach tanked it right. was so bad and um because i'm like i i my two platforms are instagram and linkedin and mm -hmm. i take a slight different approach uh on linkedin for some of the content so i think you have to understand as a creator like what is your approach so for me i take a 50 50 percent 50% comes from like actually understanding social media and wanting to create content for social media and also repurposing content for my podcast. So I take my long form content as a way to give the audience a more in like intimate take into my brain, into my expertise and my knowledge. And I use short form content on, you know, Instagram and, and LinkedIn to create more fun and like personal take on things because sometimes yeah. when you're going through the motions on your podcast you don't sometimes find like a clip that really shows your your personality in a way because you're just like really focused on the on talking about it so sometimes you can't really get to that point where like maybe you explain it too 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 far out or something like that yeah so, or just just to hop, like hop in briefly on that like you can have something that you may have started like at one minute and it doesn't the the idea doesn't actually come to fruition till like minute five and yes. there's just not a way to string that together in a clip where mm -hmm. like where you need the start and you need the end to make it make sense you can't make a clip of that so that's where yeah. the podcast can suffer for, for in that respect yeah yeah it can be where in a make in a way that it makes sense for a longer video but that longer video it's not going to perform well but also it's not punchy enough to make those to stop the scroll so that's mm -hmm. how i look at linkedin i take as well that second approach where it's like okay the podcast is giving me the in-depth stuff and then uh like the short form content it's it's, it's still there so the way um, that I look at LinkedIn um, for my podcast is I, I do the same thing. I post my uh, episodes as newsletters um, on Wednesdays and Fridays. And, you know, Wednesdays is just like a duplication of a, an RSS uh, automation, which is just a newsletter that has like the title, the description of the podcast and a link to the podcast. That's it. Okay. So I take that like quote unquote lazy approach and mm -hmm. then I on Fridays create an actual like proper newsletter that I post and have some thoughts. Now, something that I think it's important to understand about social media is that people you have so many window shoppers. You have people who follow your journey for years and say nothing, <laughs> say nothing, but they're lurking in the shadows. Yeah. Of course. And they're like actually appreciating what you're doing. And mm -hmm. whether they are a podcaster or they want to become a content creator or someone who is just like more visible in their authority in the field, they can never make the leap. 
But when you share something that is like a milestone or something like that, they come out of the shadows to celebrate you. And you're yeah. like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. You've been looking. You've been keeping eye on my stuff. Oh, interesting. Yep. And that's when you're looking at posts and sometimes you're seeing like likes but not comments because that's something that happens on my post. I actually get a few messages privately about that thing. So if you're looking at my at my feed and you're like, oh, not that many people are commenting on, you know, like podcast content or whatever it is, is because they actually message me privately. Yeah, and personally, before, yeah. yeah, we were like, oh, okay, likes are cool, but are people actually like appreciating the content? They are, but they don't maybe do it. They may not do it publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that is important to understand. And so um, there's people that are, are like really out and about and they're excited to engage, but there's people that treat like LinkedIn literally like, a magazine like just yeah they're just looking around yeah 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 so, 100%. Sure. um mm-hmm. i've I, I i have never used linkedin um to post anything before uh doing the podcast like and and so i this would apply to me too i would just go in and look yeah at other people <laughs> yes i pretty much I. only comment <laughs> on your stuff anna that's like the only comments i leave and I and, so I, and and i had i had like a uh, specific question i saw that you uh the other day posted something that was like super personal like it went back to right when you were like a kid and like it had like little yeah. little it, it was essentially a picture of of anna and then an, and then a picture maybe of you as a kid or something and then yeah. there was uh like a bunch of little um like arrows. thought bubbles and arrows around you of different th- the facts about you like went to school here did this for you know um and so why what are, why are you posting something so personal like that? What are you trying to accomplish by doing that? Well, because we do business with humans. Great mm-hmm. question. We do business with humans. And I keep telling clients all the time on podcasters, if you are giving a very bland, again, like the bare minimum kind of posts, people don't know who you are as a mm-hmm. business owner and a person. And we do businesses uh, we do business with people who we connect with. Like you don't want to do business with someone who you may not have like values in common. And that has been a transition oh, yeah. on LinkedIn from strictly work related to more personal. Now you mm-hmm. have the extreme where people are posting selfies, inappropriate selfies, photos of them with their kids. And, and sometimes moments that I personally thought, well, that kid did not consent to being online because that kid mm-hmm. is going to grow up to an adult. So I'm always intentional. Again, it comes back to my like journalist background where I'm like, is this ethical to post? What are the repercussions of this? And um, it was me, so it was fine. But yeah, I really wanted to talk about because my community is multilinguals mm-hmm. and um, people who really like value interpersonal interpersonal relationships and so when i take that approach i also on the caption talked about um you know like being multilingual but also like talked about how it took me like six years to actually feel confident talking about um things in english because i just i was in this analysis paralysis i was like oh my god people are gonna judge me and i know that that's something that a lot of multilinguals struggle with i mean selena i'm sure you can relate to like feeling like ah do i know the right word did i mess up at some point in your career you thought yeah i i definitely i'm my mother tongue's german and i went to university in milan so i had university in italian and we used to really (laughs) really awful um exams like um oral exams in front of everybody in front of like 100 people 
they would question you and that would be the exam. They would not do it one-on-one, but with everybody in the room. And every time I was like, these people are going to think I'm like a elementary school kid because I use the simplest words to explain myself. I do obviously know the words of my subject, but I still use very simple language. And other people would use completely different words, like way higher in level. And I would feel so self-conscious about it. That's definitely something. Because those things get better over time, but it takes you years, you know, to to become very sophisticated with your language. Yes, exactly. So I totally get it. That's, That's definitely a struggle for sure. And while you're still being visible, there's people that are not yet on that journey just yet. Whether they're just too worried for like the perception that people are going to have on, on them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. again, it takes courage to suck at an, another language, right? Like yeah. you will struggle in the beginning and eventually you'll get good enough. Or it sucks to be in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, what is the word? I know there's like a more appropriate word, but the only yes. one that I can come up with is this. Exactly yeah. correct. While in your mm-hmm. brain, you're like literally like mangling three or four languages at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's something that people struggle with, especially podcasters, because it's such a public thing to be broadcasting yourself in your sub- subject of expertise. Mm-hmm. So that is the reason why I shared that post, because I knew that it would resonate with people. And yeah. also, I think that it's important to understand I love design and I love good design and I love how information is displayed. Um, There's something called semiotics of communication. And I studied that when I was in journalism school. And so when you're posting something like an arrow that is going up, it's supposed to be positive, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when you're posting an arrow of going down, you're you're attaching that with like the crease, something, uh, an emotion that isn't great. So whenever Mm -hmm. I can creating posts like this i'm thinking about what am i communicating beyond the words beyond this looking pretty that's awesome i love that yeah that's amazing that's definitely something to look into um i also definitely really resonate with what you said about the personal connection that you have with somebody that you choose to do business with that you're buying the person yes that's something very big for me um and we definitely made that shift in uh, prodigy over the last like i don't know six months or something where we really started like showing our faces and um marketing ourselves rather than the company and um yeah i i definitely see how that is like so important and um like you said about you choose to work with somebody um who's like you resonate with their values and morals even and that's like such a big thing for me and that's definitely true like I will if I see somebody and um I'm like oh like this person does like you know like important things that morally I would consider to be wrong I'm probably not gonna work with that person I actually just heard a person saying um I was gonna close a multi-million dollar offer with somebody but then I found out he cheated on his wife and I didn't do it and I'm like wow yeah like that's like if he's going to That's crazy. try to f over the person that he promised his life to, what is he going to do to this business partner, you think? Right? right? If this is the moral that he has. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah. Probably the whole. Yeah, like yeah. you you start broadcasting your personality, your values, your mission, like it goes so much beyond just being a small business owner. So yeah, yeah I I yeah. totally agree. And And, um, I had another thought, sorry, um, about what you said before, Anna. Um, You said about the uh, people not commenting on your LinkedIn um, 
directly, but messaging you. Uh, would you say that is the same on Instagram as well? Or do you feel this is more on LinkedIn? Yes, one hundred percent. And like again, let me let me preface this by saying that like the the way that you create engagement is also based on how you put yourself out there. Like if you create content that is very controversial, um, that is like very extreme, very in your face, you're likely to get comments right away within that post. But if you're talking about intimate things, if you're talking about things that maybe people don't want to talk about publicly, or they actually want to connect deeper to you in a message. They mm-hmm. don't want to just like yeah. comment. Like that is something that you have to consider from like, pr- like what is my goal with this post? And that's exactly what I create with every, mm-hmm. you know, like every caption or just what is the journey of the the podcaster that is reading this? So that mm-hmm. definitely ha- happens on Instagram too. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I have definitely seen that. I just created recently a new Instagram um, for like the whole like, more like a business Instagram, I guess, for myself. Mm -hmm. And I have definitely noticed people doing that with me as well, like just messaging me um, directly because they wanted to like talk about something. And it's, it's quite some, like it's deep, I guess, like deeper things. And, um, and so they message me directly for sure. Um, Funny enough, this morning, I heard this Instagram expert or like social media expert talking on TikTok, it was actually a real of a podcast, funny enough. Um, And he was talking about uh, Instagram growth and how people look at it in the wrong way. And he was actually saying that growing Instagram happens in the DMs and in Mm -hmm. stories and in like interaction in like DMs rather than comments and likes. But people still think about Instagram as your posts, like the square posts but in the feed posts but it's actually not about that and the accounts that have most grown are the ones grown through stories and dms actually so that makes totally sense as well on that end yeah and and because it works so well like linkedin has tried to do that in a way at some point they had Mm -hmm. linkedin stories which i don't think took off that much and it was just so weird um Praise to LinkedIn for them testing features. Um, And I remember, like, I was working on these podcasts many years ago when live streaming to LinkedIn was not optional yet. Like, it was just beta. And so only a handful of people actually did it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like, they've been really testing a lot of different approaches to LinkedIn and making LinkedIn more like Instagram, like, more like a place where people actually want to hang out with, uh, hang out in. Because at some point, I don't know, like, I've been using LinkedIn for many years now now like well over seven years and i remember hating linkedin because Uh it was so formal it was like me, my achievements showing off and it has merged and blended into a we're all humans and funny enough like this got so overused that y'all probably saw these posts where there was someone talking about um like the way that people tell stories on LinkedIn is like, I was on my way to a job interview. And then like something happened where like, you know, they showcase their humanity, you know, yes. like, you know, like, oh, there was a car and there was a, a dog that was going to get run by, off by the car. And so like, I, you know, got out of my way to save the dog. And, you know, I then got late and then I was rushing to the uh, interview and who was interviewing me? The dog. <laughs> <laughs> Because it it has become so ridiculous where people just, like, create this, like, over-the-top narrative, you know? Like, it's it's insane. So I thought that encapsulated so well, like, 
how extreme LinkedIn can be. But again, the key to doing LinkedIn well is to understand your values, how you best create a content. If you don't like creating video content and if you don't have someone like you guys where like you have a team where someone actually creates content for you, well, you can create text and just text-based. You can create articles, newsletters. You can create just, you know, posts that take you on a journey and it's like interesting to read. If you like creating images, then you can use images, um, Mm -hmm. which by the way, perform better if you put them on PDF format. So if you're on Canva... Export that as a PDF and upload that because the experience isn't great. Uh, yeah, because they display really weird. Um, and then if you want to do audio like live events there, like you can do that too. Like it's just such oh, and articles obviously. Yeah. Um, but it just really understanding where is your you know strength. And for me, is to create. Fun, engaging. I reuse a lot of my LinkedIn, um, uh, of my Instagram content on my LinkedIn because I want to bring that different approach to like mm-hmm. boring. Same, yeah, you don't want old, it to be overly old. formal. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So, how long have you had your uh, newsletter on in, uh, LinkedIn? So, I started this year. Um, I think I started maybe in April or something. I could hmm. probably check that. And out how many? How many time, people but... do you have? Um, I have about 1,500 connections, and on my newsletter, I have about 420, I think. And so every time I publish one, and again, I had this, like, uh, period of time where I still, like, I scheduled all of my content during my sabbatical, and mm-hmm. we're recording this uh, mid-September. And so, of course, like, I have not been as visible, so the algorithm has impacted a little bit, but not as much as other platforms. I still got engagement. Yes. I still got messages. Funny enough, someone who follows me, again, for months, um, actually shared one of my newsletters with his community, and eventually my podcast actually made it to uh, the church chart like i think it was like um under a hundred on portugal because like Sweet. he shared it with his community and there weren't that many people creating content in august so right. my podcast shot up um and and i was like benefited by that but again people resonate and the guy normally actually never engages with my content he like follows me but that one day that like post struck a chord with him and he was like you know what i want to share this all of all of that while like i was gone so again yeah, it, very it's, cool you don't need to be constantly on social media and breathing and like just being all over it, but you can schedule stuff, but you have to take time to respond to the comments because then nobody wants to talk to a, a wall, right? Like people want to create engagement. That's what social media is. And LinkedIn, people expect, you don't have to always like comment the most intelligent things. You can just like support others and, and post stuff like that. A hundred percent. Yeah, of course. I agree. So yeah. what would what would be like the best approach for somebody to take to LinkedIn? Like how would like Monday to to Sunday, like what would what are the activities that somebody could do for their show? Let's say they released an episode on Monday, then what would the week look like or something? Okay. So looking at how social media was done before, the gurus of social media that still like push this like rhetoric today is like Monday is like motivation Monday. Tuesday is like you know, Tuesday tip. And and they used to do this. And it's so limiting because (sighs) nobody, this is not sustainable for most people. You run out of things to say, you're missing out on the organic things that happen in your life and your business. And so what I do is a combination of both. I know that I can do Monday motivations on Mondays, but sometimes the angle is completely different. It's like a little bit talking about maybe how you're losing motivation or how I'm talking about, like, it's not always the same type of post, it's not always the same angle. 
and I give myself permission to be flexible on that because sometimes I right. don't want to talk about it. like if you feel like you are on a downward in your business, you don't want to talk about motivation or uplifting things. So like ride that wave as you're feeling things. So that's my mm. utmost like suggestion. But what I also do is when I'm creating content, I create content on Canva and I'm I'm an idea generator. This may not work for everyone. So how I'm creating content is I'm creating a post. I do this with memes all the time. By the way, I share memes on LinkedIn. Yes, you can do it if it's like safe and not disrespectful. (laughs) Like people actually find them really funny. Um, And so basically um, what I do is when I'm crafting that post, sometimes I have another idea and I create that idea right away. And I don't schedule and post everything. But I know that like if I'm really feeling like the other day, I just experienced so much technical issues on you know, everything that I want, I wanted to create. So I was like, I'm just going to go to Canva and create memes to get myself better. And I, I created so many memes that I have, I have enough memes to go me through like once a week, every single month. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> like it. I created like seven, I was like, all right, let's go. So again, where is your zone of genius? Don't hold back when you're thinking about like, and that feels also like for podcast episodes, write down all the ideas for episodes and stuff. So it can be mm-hmm. like one tiny thing that happens on your podcast that yeah. you know made you think about all of these other yeah. things yeah you don't need and it to triggers constantly. yes exactly like yeah people get it wrong all the time promotion for your podcast does not need to say everything that was said on the podcast you can actually extrapolate to say hey i actually didn't get to talk about this on my show but it got me thinking about this one thing yeah um, or this one thing we talked about got me thinking about this other thing that i was yeah, thinking about you kind of you kind of frame it like a story Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at social media. I don't normally like go for the standard. I um I will create more batching because like I thought it was like really fun, but I also pay a lot of attention to what people are talking about. And mm-hmm. I have a podcast episode on how to read your listeners' minds. And so I'll make sure that you get you get the the link to that episode. But one of the things I'm talking about is exactly that. Pay attention to what people are talking about because then you mm-hmm. can take those worries, those excitement, like whatever is being talked about. And your listener's like, oh my God, are you in my head? I'm like, no, I just been reading what people are saying. And um, I I think that people look at content creation as like these really stale and like really structured way of creating content. And while you can repurpose old content, sometimes I do, um, it's it's way more doable in the long term. Like Gary Vee says, don't create document um, and so right. document what's happening, talk about what's happening and yeah, don't, exactly. don't think that you have to be always perfect. Like I sometimes accidentally put spelling mistakes. Sometimes I don't like it. I feel really annoyed, but I'm like, oh, I'm not taking okay. down that post. Yeah, um, I know it happens to me too. Of course. Like, and I'm feel, I feel like, like we're not native speakers, like cut us some slack. Like don't be yes. so serious. Sometimes it's my friends who are actually commenting on like <gasps> misspells and they're joking. And I was like, ah, uh. so it's fine. It's fine. So did I kind of answer your question or do you want me to talk about like different types of content that people can create? Like, no, I think you, I think you did. Um, I think, I think that honestly, the, the, the whole episode is, is really good for like, we kind of, we kind of touched more on the importance of sharing like personal content rather than yeah we did. Uh, like like sort of like a mixture of like putting a face to a business but also like you said document or like gary v said like documenting instead of creating content that's a that's totally true and i think that i think that that would 
make it a bit more fun and accessible for people to create content because mm-hmm. people love sharing things that are that are going on in their lives and they i guess they just think that people won't care or yep. that people will get annoyed with it being you know too mushy or too personal mm-hmm. but i have even found like if if i post a picture of something podcast related on our personal page and we used to have a bunch of followers but we got hacked and so we had to restart our page yeah our instagram page and if i post something about celine and i in a picture of both of us Uh with a story of some kind of something that we've been dealing with or something that we went through uh it'll get like three times the engagement as anything else yep and then you pin those to the top of your page and now you've got a you've got a story of kind of who you are as a person and uh yeah that plays a huge role in in people deciding mm-hmm. whether or not they want to actually do business with you so but it's also fun like it also feels good to share stuff like that and see that you get such a good response because like oh well mm-hmm. now i can do more of that and i like doing that so exactly yeah in I feel moderation like, <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely totally i feel like um we circle back on on a lot of things all the time like for example be be real on social media with what you share i feel like that's a really big one and then another one is like just do it like don't be so afraid of making a mistake but just go and do it and i have to repeat this so many times to all sorts of people to on the podcast on on uh, to clients to so many people i continue to to repeat these things they're so simple Mm -hmm. but people just overthink it then they overthink the content they overthink the caption they overthink the podcast episode and then they don't want to release this because they sound a little bit like that and then they no just just do it just start somewhere we all have to start and it's not going to be a hundred percent perfect every time 100 percent. and you know what I will also tell clients like a good way to understand how to do this because, again, people can start overthinking is one, um, would these be relevant to your audience? And two, is it interesting? We Mm -hmm. all at some point like Big Brother was something that was sold across like as a concept all around the world. Everybody loves knowing about every being nosy. Right. Well, I didn't really care for much for that. Like, it was one of the shows that was on television for so long. Mm-hmm. People want to know what it's like, the behind the scenes. And if anything, um, you know, try to do a combination of, like, why did you think about this? Because, again, everyone is tired of the hacks and, like, the tips and the blah, blah, blah. You cannot replicate your story or someone else's yeah. story, right? Like, that's the thing. I mean, you can if you're a fake. But, um, you know, the idea is that. Um, do that, but also... Um, Think about the this one thing that is, um, can this help someone else? Yeah, like yeah. If you look at it yeah. from the perspective of like, I am helping by sharing the story, it makes everything easier because you're putting it out. And especially podcast episodes, they are intimate. Big podcast creators and people who are in the online world, they all scaled back from being this perfect millionaire mm-hmm. to being a human yeah. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Pay attention online when you're going online. If the big bros are doing this, there's value in you being you, especially if you're not like a millionaire just yet. Like, go do it. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, looking <laughs> at looking at millionaires and billionaires and what they do and what they're what they're interested in and what they're adopting right now. That's a that's a good uh, hint as to where things might be going. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because they're like tech, they they've they've made it to a million, and so they're also obviously they're they're smart when it comes to business, but also because they've got connections and friends up at the top who are also 
you know, tipping them off on different things that are upcoming and giving them referrals to things that are upcoming. So yeah, totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for coming on again. Yeah, and, this is amazing. Um, yeah, and I, I, we always enjoy talking to you. Same. And I think that we will link the one episode that you were talking about. Um, 100%, yes. And we'll also... Maybe we'll just link your LinkedIn so that people can go check out what yes. you're doing over there. Yeah, <laughs> go peek, but engage. Say hi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I do a lot of window shopping, but I do tend to engage with your content because, like, I want to say congrats or I want to say like love this or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do feel like your content actually calls out engagement in a lot of ways. So yes, for sure, yeah, that's very good. Uh, where, but where do you want people to go? Where's All the right. one place that would be best? Of course. So actually I have a mini course that is teaching like a lot of the things that I'm talking about. If you hate social media, um, it's called uh, Beyond the Trends. And so I'll put the links in there. So if you're trying to understand what I'm talking about, like that's a great way to start. But I'm actually starting a coaching program that is like half consulting, half coaching. So you don't have to do all the work. Cool. Um, it's called Pot Party. Uh, and I'll have links to because, you know, you want to have fun. We all want to have fun. Like, because podcasting can be such a lonely place. So I'll make sure that I have like the links there. It's from struggling to success in 90 days because, you know, that's pretty much like how how fast you can see results. You can't just see like in a week. And I would not no, find it ethical to say one week, you'll be fixed. Like, oh, that's, yeah, no. That's oh, my God. How no. It works. <laughs> 100%. But, yeah. Yes. And obviously my podcast. So the podcast space everywhere. So all the three places you can, you can check out things. We will, we will link that. Um, just send that over to us. We'll, we'll drop that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And any closing remarks, anybody? No, no, we're good. I'm good. (laughs) Covered everything on, on the mind. Yeah, we did. Thank you guys. Perfect. Thank you, Anna, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so you made it this far, which means you probably found something or learned something valuable from this. So don't be selfish. Please share it with somebody else so that they can learn something from it too. That's all we ask for all this free content. We're trying to build a community and help as many people as possible do better in podcasting, make better podcasts, get more from their podcasts in less time. That's our goal here. And if you want to support that goal, then just click the link and send it to one person who you know would love you for it.